everybody, and welcome back to Our Golden Twenties. I am Sadie, and I'm joined with Tegan, and we are so excited for today's podcast episode. We are going to be talking through a topic that is always kind of in the back of my mind and one of my biggest insecurities, and it's all about how you don't have to peak in your 20s. So we think it'll be a good one, but let's start the episode with a Tuesday tip. Tag, do you want to share your yeah. tip of the week? Sure. So basically my tip is something that I'm trying to teach myself, which mm-hmm. is why I thought it'd be good to talk it out. Yeah. But it's a good reminder that you don't have to achieve your goals instantly. And what I mean yeah. by that is if your goal is I want to drink, you know, 400 milliliters of water, You can build your way up to that and Mm -hmm. it's not going to be the end of the world if you start out and you're drinking 200 milliliters and then the next week you work to 300 milliliters. And I feel like that when you're setting goals, it can sometimes be hard to set like the micro goals on the way to the big achievements. So it's just kind of a reminder, I think, to, you know, it's easier, I think, if you break up your goals into little micro things and it's fine if you know, it takes you four weeks to achieve your goal. Mm -hmm. That's normal. Or four years to achieve it even. Like I always think of like setting yearly goals and then using monthly goals to like you're saying, break it down into smaller micro goals. So I think Mm -hmm. that is such a good reminder. I think that is a great tip, especially this episode's going live end of July, so people are probably thinking about goals, you know, going into mm-hmm. August. If you didn't achieve your July goals, that's okay. Give yourself a break and see if you can kind of regroup for August. So I think that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, say you didn't achieve your goals, but you made improvements towards yeah. getting to those goals. Like, that's still something that should be celebrated, like what you've said in past episodes about, like, doing the 1% every day, Mm -hmm. if you maybe got 50% towards achieving your goal, that's still 50% better than you were doing. So exactly. And I think we've also talked about like, if you fall off, like, you know, a habit or a path that you're on, just like, get up and try again. Like it doesn't need to be an all or nothing thing. So yeah, it's all coming full circle. I love it. My tip is a little different and I feel like Tegan and I always joke, like sometimes we struggle to come up with tips and it's always like, Mm. drink more water. That's our tip (laughs) because drinking more water is like the cure for everything. Like if you want to calm your anxiety through the workday, drink more water. If you want clear skin, drink more water. (laughs) If you Mm want to be a fit girl, drink more water. So obviously water is the answer to everything, (laughs) but Mm. I just recently discovered what helps me actually drink more water and how to drink more water. So I'm somebody who's like usually or like historically wouldn't just like enjoy drinking a glass of water. I'd always go for like a glass of juice or sparkling water or flavored water or something like that. Hmm. But lately I've been, especially through like the summer and like it's been really hot and muggy in Toronto. So I've been drinking a lot more water, but something that's helped me is like measuring out how much my actual water bottle is. And I feel like our tips kind of like 
meat in a weird way, but it's like Mm -hmm. measure out how much your water bottle is so that you know how many water bottles you need to drink in a day to reach your overall daily water intake goal. So first, obviously, you want to set what that goal is and then how many water bottles you need to get there and then break up how many water bottles you need in a day into when you're going to drink them throughout your day. So I need three to four water bottles to reach my goal. So I drank literally one in the morning before lunchtime, one usually over lunch and early afternoon, one later afternoon and one in the evening. And just like having that mindset rather than just, oh, I need to drink more water and, you know, I'll feel so much better. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's break it down into these achievable goals like you were saying, Tag. And I find that's been really helpful for me. So I wanted to share that tip because, like I said, we talk about drinking water. Here's how to do it. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Yeah. I also feel like one thing I've noticed is if I drink water, like, first thing in the morning before coffee, Mm -hmm. I, like, drink more water throughout the day. Because it's like, I feel like a coffee, if I have a coffee in front of me, I'm less inclined to drink water. Or it's if, like, before I can even have coffee, I start drinking water, and then it's, like, that's already put in motion throughout the day. Yeah. Just this week, I started doing that. Like, usually I'm, like, get out of bed, go straight for the coffee, and then Mm -hmm. take a sip, and I'm, like, okay, you know, now the day can start. But this week, just this past weekend, actually, I, like, wrote down some just, like, little routine shifts I want to make and nothing drastic, but one of them was get up, chug a glass of water, then enjoy your coffee. And it's, you know, filling my water bottle for the first time, but that initial glass, it just wakes me up. I feel it go through my whole body, and I'm, like, ooh, this is good. (laughs) So, yeah, I love that. We'll see if it, yeah, helps helps me stay accountable drinking more water through the day. And then last thing I know I've also mentioned in past episodes is using a habit tracker. So using, mm-hmm. you know, a habit tracker to track when you take off a water bottle at each point in your day. So that just helps me keep count. If I know I have to drink four or whatever it is, then I'm like actually counting them throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe this week we can like open it up to our Instagram community as well and just ask you guys if you guys have any tips let us know over on Instagram we can put like a question sticker and share those even in like the next episode if not right there and then on Instagram but yeah okay so we are talking all about how you don't have to peak in your 20s in this episode, like we mentioned Mm -hmm. before. And the reason Tegan and I created this whole podcast, if you are new or you totally forgot because we've been doing this for (laughs) six months, which is absolutely crazy. But we were basically just like, wow, being a woman in her 20s, but really being in our 20s in general, regardless of your gender, is a really crazy time. It's just like such an iconic decade of our lives. It's really like time to like be fun, be alive, be young, you know, enjoy life to the fullest. But it's also key time to build your career, learn who you are and, Mm -hmm. you know, like make friendships, find your like life partner, like, you know, all of the things seem to take place in your 20s. So it is extremely overwhelming decade of our lives as well. And then, of course, Mm -hmm. we have, like, social media in the background, so we're always comparing our journey to someone else's journey, and it just becomes, like, this really messy combination of feelings and thoughts, I feel, and a little pep talk, 
I think is needed from time to time just to be like, you guys got this. We got this. And you don't have to peak in your 20s. Yeah, I love that. I do think that it feels like maybe because like our lives are so short in like retrospect, but it feels like the decisions you're making in your 20s are, how do I say this? Like, it feels like they have a very long lasting impact Mm -hmm. when they don't necessarily. Like, it feels like if you're picking your career, like, that's it when, you know, who says that's it? Or like, if you are dating a guy and you break up or girl and you break up, then you're like, well, that's it. It's over. I'm never getting married. You know, Mm -hmm. it feels like everything is very intense and serious in your 20s when it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I think that's so true. And definitely something I think we'll come back to is there is way more life beyond our 20s. And like our 20s are still so young and nobody expects you to have it figured all out. Nobody expects you to just like commit to something today and stick to it the rest of your life. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that's such a great point. Yeah, I feel like that's something, the thing that I struggle with the most in my 20s is what if I don't want to do my dream job? Mm -hmm. So like, I'm not currently doing my dream job. What was my dream job when I was, you know, 17 and 18? But I'm happy. So then it's like, maybe that, you know, I should just continue on my path. And that's fine. But yeah, you know, how do you know? And I think that a lot of people are like, maybe you're doing your dream job, and you're not loving it as much as you thought you were. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like especially if these are decisions like your career or your major in school or maybe you met your significant other in high school, the decisions you made then, your 20s is maybe a good time to kind of be like reflecting on these decisions and deciding, is this actually what I want to do? Or like, has my life changed, you know? Yeah, 100%. And I think that's such a good point because things change all the time as we've yeah. like definitely discussed before. But I also think it's unrealistic to start at the top. And I think yeah. we often forget that, especially when it comes to our careers. Like in your 20s, you're just graduating college. Like you have no work experience really, like your part-time mm-hmm. job, you know, or babysitting. Like that doesn't go on your resume when you're in your 20s. Your paper yes. route, like, no, it doesn't go on there. You need to, like, you know, work for companies and, like, get all these life experiences to decide what do you enjoy doing? What do you want to do? What is your dream job? And mm-hmm. I feel like everyone has such a different way of getting to where they're supposed to end up or where they're meant to end up. And mm-hmm. it's just hard to kind of have faith in that and, like, trust in it that even if what you're doing right now isn't your dream job, it's probably giving you some sort of experiences and giving you learnings and getting you one step closer to your dream job, you know, just down the line. So I think that's also Mm -hmm. a really good perspective to have too. And like you're saying, Tig, like it's also okay if you start working after graduating, you start working in, you know, the field or maybe a different field than you studied in college. And you're like, Mm -hmm. oh God, now that I'm actually doing this like nine to five every day, I actually don't like it. And like, it's okay to change your mind. Like it's okay to go back to school. It's okay to just work, you know, part-time 
in a retail store or at Starbucks or at a restaurant and have mm-hmm. other passions on the side and your job doesn't have to be what lights you up, you know, and mm-hmm. what you're most passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes your job is just your job and you can be good at it and collect a paycheck, but then you can, you know, have your hobbies that are just for fun and just for you and they're not monetized. And that can just be, you know, one of the decisions you make in your 20s is maybe the thing that you were chasing isn't what you want to spend 40 hours a week doing. Yeah, 100%. I think that really speaks to me because I'm somebody who Mm. I've always had a dream. I guess we're starting on the work topic. Hopefully people are here for that. (laughs) But (laughs) to continue on this like kind of work theme of in your 20s and your dream job, my dream was always to have my own business. And when I was in my early 20s, I say that I'm only 25 now, like not that long ago, (laughs) but I had set the goal to be completely self-employed by the time I was 25. And now I'm 25 and I'm like, I'm not even close to that. And I had a very similar experience tag to what you had just said, where it was like, I started freelancing, having clients and I actually didn't enjoy it. And when I envisioned my dream job, I was like, it's being self-employed and having clients. And then when I actually did it, I was like, wait, no, I don't like this. So I had to take time off and try and figure out, okay, well, what do I want now? Or how can Mm -hmm. I have my own business? Like, how can that mean something else than having clients and whatever else? But I'm constantly having to remind myself that I don't need to be self-employed or have this own business of mine in my 20s. Like, that is my Mm -hmm. lifelong goal. It doesn't define, like, my success is not defined if I achieve it in my 20s or not. But I think what is constantly nagging at me is it's like I follow so many influencers and brands that are, you know, started by like Gen Z kids younger than me or, you know, Kylie Jenner, who's like 23 and a billionaire. (laughs) And it's like, well, they're in their 20s. I'm in my 20s. I feel like I'm capable of something really great. I just haven't found what it is. And I'm constantly mm-hmm. comparing myself to these influencers who are running, you know, million dollar brands and businesses in their 20s. And I just want to like share this because I think it's like a big part of social media, at least for me. And maybe somebody else can kind of relate, but I feel like it's just important to not compare yourself to others and remember that you're on mm-hmm. your own journey. They're on their journey. And I would not like I'd rather peak way later in life than in my 20s because like you said we're still so young that it's like if I were to achieve everything I wanted in my 20s like what would the rest of my life be about you know like yeah these are all kind of the five years of my career that I've been working for companies rather than self-employed this is all giving me like tools and skills that Mm -hmm. eventually will help me in my you know future dream job of having my own business. So I can't underestimate that or, you know, Mm -hmm. write that off. It is still giving me value and I just need to trust my own, own journey. Yeah. One thing also, as far as like comparing yourself to others is I think it's important to remember too, that like everyone's coming from uh, a different place. Like I was reading this random quote, uh, Yo-Yo Ma, the musician was saying that it takes three generations of wealth 
to create a world-class musician. So the Mm. first generation, say, studies politics so that their kid can study math and science so that their kid can study art and music. And so when you look at some of these influencers who are coming from generations of wealth, they don't have to worry if they spend a lot of money on their business and it doesn't work out or they don't have to worry about when they start a business and they're not making any money how they're going to eat and so um, especially like if they're an influencer that's already paying their bills so any you know traditional job outside of that or any business outside of that can is basically starting out as their hobby but then it's hard because we are kind of conditioned and told for our whole lives as like it's cooler if you are like just came on the scene and bam you're famous and Mm -hmm. this is like what record labels tout out about bands like Lizzo just came out of nowhere and it's like well no actually like Lizzo was hustling for like 15 years and then became you know super huge so yeah I think it's just a good reminder that like everyone's starting from different places and maybe there are people like I know people I work with who didn't go to school because their parents were in the industry they wanted to work in and their parents got them a job at the age of 17. So now at 25, there are way like they're five years ahead of everyone who went to school. And it's like, but not everyone's in the position to just go straight into the industry and not everyone's in the position to not go to school not everyone's in the position to afford school. Like everyone's kind of on different trajectories. And sometimes like there are people that they can't focus on their career. They have to focus on, you know, their family because they have to take care of an elderly parent or something, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's journey's different. And even though we're shown in like movies and on Instagram that it's like, you have a dream, you work really hard and you achieve it. That's not probably 99% of the time how it actually happens. Yeah, I think that's such a good reminder, 100%. And I think too, it's okay too to have different values. So obviously we're talking a lot about work stuff. So for me, of course, I'm looking at those influencers turn businesses and brands and comparing myself to that because that's those people clearly have similar values for like work and career Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But it's also totally normal for people to value different things. So like you said, take like maybe people value family and whatnot over it. So Mm -hmm. their goal is to get married young, to start a family young, and that is 100% okay as well. So Mm -hmm. I think all of this is just, yeah, you definitely can't compare yourself to others because we're all different journeys, all starting from different places, you know, have different values, want different things. So let's just remind ourselves of that. And Mm -hmm. like I said, and I'll say a million times, trust the process. (laughs) I feel like I'm on the bachelorette when I say that, but like trust the process of your life, people. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your twenties are when you should be like experimenting and trying to figure out, like not putting pressure on so what, as soon as I turn 20, I'm starting a business and yeah. that's my life, you know, yeah. like you should be trying, you know, different jobs. You should be, if you are going to school, taking a bunch of different classes to figure out what you actually enjoy, like experimenting because you like, it's, you only have one life. So you should spend your time doing stuff that you actually really enjoy. Yeah, I totally agree. And I 
this like came to mind when I thought of this episode and was like writing some notes for it. But like your 20s is all about learning. It's not about mastering. So you want to be, mm-hmm. you know, learning who you are. And it's through those experiences, like you just said, Tag, that you learn about yourself and trying new things, you know, seeing what you're interested in, all of those things socializing with different groups of people like all of this Mm -hmm. is going to teach you about yourself so you can go into the next decades of your life having a little bit more self-awareness and then you know just continuing to evolve through that so Mm -hmm. I definitely think I agree with you a thousand percent your 20s are just for learning for self-discovery for having fun yeah (laughs) making memories yeah well this is like a short amount of time where you kind of have a lot of freedom because for a lot of people, this is like the time when you've left your parents' house, you are starting to live independently. You are, if you are working, starting to finance yourself independently. A lot of people spend their twenties like without children, without a significant other. So this is time like where you should be selfish, focusing on yourself and learning, figuring out what you want to do. And then Mm -hmm. when those other things come along, your kind of foundation of self is already built. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And I think like just a few things that kind of come to mind for me, like you already kind of touched on some of these, but like living alone, living with roommates, try living in a new city, you know, like these are all things that you'll learn so much about yourself, Mm -hmm. just like switching things up. So like establishing your independence, establishing, you know, how to live with other people. So when you do meet a future partner, like, you know, you're at Mm -hmm. least not so set in your ways and like open to living with other people and having a family, all that kind of thing. So It is definitely like there's so much we can do in our 20s and we just have, like you said, way more freedom and liberty to do it. Plus, we're just Mm -hmm. like, you know, probably the most energetic we'll be um, just because we're young and like, you know, maybe more capable right now. So just experiencing life to the fullest, 100%. I also feel like in your 20s, like we were saying before about comparing yourself to others, it can be hard to like grapple with the feeling that you should have your whole life figured out. You should know how to do everything when that's like, I don't think there's ever a point in anyone's life where they have everything figured out, Mm -hmm. no matter how old or how young you are. And you don't just magically know how to do things. Like when you first get your you know, first house away from your parents, you don't magically know how to take care of it. Yeah. And it's the same with everything. Like you don't magically know how to, you know, succeed in your career. You don't magically know how to have good romantic relationships. And just because you are now an adult and in your 20s and just because, say, you have a job or you have your own apartment doesn't mean that you have it all together. And like you shouldn't because like we've been saying, you should keep learning and trying new things and making mistakes because that's literally what life is all about. Yeah. I love that so, so much. That kind of brings up this article that I found that I am literally obsessed with. So it's from Brianna Weist, 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 I think. I know she was the author of the 101 essays that 
will change mm-hmm. your life or something. Yeah. And I found this article online that she wrote from Thought Catalog or she wrote it okay. for Thought Catalog. And there's this quote that is literally about all about having it all together. And mm-hmm. it's kind of long, but I wanted to read it to you because I think it really resonated for me because I'm somebody who like takes pride in, you know, having it all together. I say that in quotes right. where I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm doing okay. And then all of a sudden I'll just hit a wall and I'll be like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I do not have it together, like constantly up and down. But this quote says, if you are more focused on the idea of having it all together, than you are developing the habits, skills, and character it will take to be someone who continues to rise to new and unprecedented, unprecedented heights. <laughs> Throughout the course of their life, you are more committed to building a life other people will envy than that one you actually want to live. So basically, it's just saying, don't obsess over the idea of having it all together. Obsess over Mm -hmm. the life you're actually living and the life you actually want to live and seeing how that all comes to life. You know, don't create habits because that's what TikTok is telling you to do. Don't journal because that's what Tegan and Sadie are telling you to do. Like, do it because it supports the life you actually want to live and the life that you are starting to live like day in and day out to, you know, be the best version of yourself or the version of yourself you want to become. So I thought that was like gold and we can link this article even like maybe in the show notes or on Instagram or something because Mm -hmm. the whole thing is about how you aren't supposed to peak in your 20s. So stop worrying about everything being perfect right now. Exactly like Mm -hmm. you were saying, Tag, like everything's not just magically perfect and it's not yeah. that way for a reason, you know? <laughs> hmm I especially like the part about how you are more committed to building a life other people will envy than you are one of actually you want to live. Because yeah. I feel like we've been, like, raised in a society where everything, the famous people are people who are watchable. Like, yeah. people blow up on TikTok because they have a life that looks like they have it all together. Exactly. But what's not seen is them, like, grinding it out for years behind the scenes. And, you know, we I think we talked about this in one of our fitness episodes, but it's like no one shows how hard it actually is. And no one shows all the times they failed. It just appears like, wow, instant success. But mm-hmm. no one's life is like that in, you know, relationships, career, fitness, anything. And, you know, the story that's always told is just like, yeah, they worked hard and they did it. But the, it's that day-to-day working hard, focusing on yourself, doing stuff that isn't necessarily Instagrammable or, mm-hmm. you know, but you know is good for you. And having, you know, the motivation to create a life you want to live, not the motivation of, oh, well, I want people to think I'm successful. Because totally. that is never going to work out. Yeah. And I think like knowing we have people who are like younger 20s, maybe just graduating school. I think the whole idea of like being a social media personality, being this watchable person on social is actually Mm -hmm. like a dream job for a lot of people. And I definitely would be lying if I said that I've never been like, man, it would be nice to be an influencer because I've had that exact same (laughs) thought myself. Um, And I think it's a common thought when you're in your 20s and that's just what social media is. So I think though, Tag, you bring up such a great point that 
you don't see what these people are doing. And when you actually think about, you know, these influencers are like entrepreneurs and like grinding their gears to Mm -hmm. run their businesses and like to run their channels to create content. Like there's a lot more work in it than just, and there's a lot more behind it than just like getting free shit here and there, (laughs) which is why sometimes I'm like, man, I would love to be an influencer just to get free stuff. But like, that is the wrong reason. And it's like, a lot more work than that. Also, same thing with like monetizing all of your passions. This is something yeah. you had also talked about, but like same thing where I look at TikTok and people are like doing things that I do just in my day to day, but they're making money off of it. Or YouTubers who are mm-hmm. making money off just vlogging their lives and or lives, sorry, but their day routine looks the exact same as mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just so yeah. frustrating, I feel. And I think that's where it kind of comes around where you're like, I am envious of this person's life and therefore I'm going to also put out this content or I'm also going to live this way or you know whatever it is but it's not authentic and I think especially if you are somebody who's wanting to get into that social media space and we have past episodes especially the one with Sarah Jenkins all about you know being a content creator or an influencer like people can see when it's not authentic and then you're not going to reach success because people see right through it you know And it's also, like you said, a lot more, you're signing up for a lot more than just creating pretty content all the time. (laughs) Like you, just because you have viewers and followers doesn't mean you're happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just adding like more work, like for every, say, free product an influencer posts about not seen as like the negotiation they had to do with the brand and like the hours they had to spend, you know commenting on Instagram and liking other people's posts to even build up a following and not seen as like the hours of time they have to do on their taxes because they don't have to like claim all this free stuff they got. Like it's like for every single job, no matter how cool the job is, there's like a not fun side and no one shows that because it's like no one wants to see like, I don't know, me answering emails for the first hour of my day. But like, that's what I do every day. And that's what 90% of the world does every day, but yeah, I know. I feel like there's just this really weird, like very fine line, I guess, between like romanticizing your life, you know, and doing things. And even I know I've talked about like creating content, especially for social media will encourage me to do more or romanticizing my way in a way where I feel like it'll inspire other people to do the same. Like I feel there is Mm -hmm. good in that, but it's very thin line between that and then just kind of doing things because you want the eyeballs on you and doing things because you hope it goes viral like very thin line but this is the world we're living in where you know people need to like think about these things especially when it's like in your 20s comparing yourself you know what Mm -hmm. is your dream life are you sure it's the same one that all these influencers have or like all these people you follow on social media have like do some yeah. soul searching and find what makes you you and what you actually want and, you know, what your journey can look like or, yeah, all that. Yeah, because I feel like that's the stuff that will truly make you happy is if totally. you spend your life doing something that you love. Like yeah. if you woke up with a million followers tomorrow, you'd probably be excited, but I don't know that you would be genuinely happy for yeah. a very long time if you then still had to work a job that you hated. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's it is 
this is something else I've struggled with because I'm somebody who likes to measure my success, but it's like, how do you do that with just life? You know what I mean? Like I work in like media so I can measure, you know, the success of my work based off like actual numbers and reporting Mm -hmm. and insights and analysis, but you can't really do that with your life. And I think some people do look for outside validation from their friends, family, from social media, and they'll measure their success by, you know, how other people perceive their life or how many likes their Instagram photo got, whatever. But truly Mm -hmm. for me, when I like take a step back and calm myself down from being like, girl, you're a failure for not having your own business in your 20s. And, you know, I talk myself down Mm -hmm. from that and I level head myself. I'm always like, if I continue to live this way for the next 10 years, I would truly be happy still. Like I love my life. I love my friends. I love my apartment. Like I like my job. Like I love like Mm -hmm. the industry I'm in, what I'm doing. So like, why am I striving for more all the time? Or like, why am I looking for other metrics to define my success when the reality is like the success is that I wake up happy to live every single day, you know, and like to do the same things every single day. So I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there too, is just measure your success by how happy you are. And if you're not happy, Mm -hmm. then try and figure out why you're not happy. What's, you know, causing the bad vibes and how can you change those things to, you know, get back on track and try to get a little bit happier and whatnot with, I guess, (laughs) I was doing good (laughs) that I lost it. But yeah, you kind of understand what I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Even I think like what you were saying about if you were to wake up and tomorrow you did exactly what you did today, would you be happy? Mm-hmm. Or, and then you change it. And so if you did exactly what you did today, 10 years from now, and mm-hmm. that's what your life looked like, would you be happy? And if there are things that you're like, no, I wouldn't be happy. Those are the things that you should be working to changing. If it's like, well, I would love if I was still doing my job. I would love if I was still with my same boyfriend, but I wouldn't like to be in my same apartment. It's like, okay, well, there you go. You Mm -hmm. know, like you're happy with your job and you're good there. You know, you're happy with your boyfriend and you know, you can make it a goal to save up to maybe start renting a bigger apartment or apartment in a different area. And so I think you know, instead of feeling like, well, I'm an adult now, so I need to have a job that has X title and I need to be married and I need to, you know, buy a house. You can be like, hey, if you're happy renting, go for it. If you're Mm -hmm. happy working at, you know, a bookstore and that's what you love to do, go for it. If you're happy just dating your boyfriend or girlfriend forever, you don't want to get married, then go for it. Yeah. And you know, you can kind of define what you want the rest of your life to look at, look like just based off of how it makes you feel. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think we've said this before too, but that's honestly how simple it is. Like, yeah, (laughs) find what makes you happy, but (laughs) yeah, find what makes you happy and do it. You know, like that's how simple it is. And you honestly owe it to yourself to live out like that dream life and your happiest life. So I love that so much. Yeah. One thing that I also find too, if you feel like you're not achieving enough or you're maybe not 
you know, acting adult enough or you don't have enough going on is before you go to bed, writing down every single thing you've done for yourself. Mm -hmm. And like, I literally go into like minor details. Like I brushed my teeth. Mm -hmm. Wow. Congrats. Good job. And then it's like, I made myself breakfast. Wow. That's crazy. Cause there are a lot of people who don't do that. I went for a walk. It's like, wow, you moved your body. Great job. And then like literally by the end of the day, you can see that you've done, you know, 25 things for yourself. And, you know, you were making money for yourself. You were feeding yourself. You were moving your body. You got enough sleep, Mm -hmm. like minor things that, you know, you're not going to post on Instagram because no one cares if you got eight hours sleep. But those are the minor things that make your life so much better. And that's what being an adult is. Yeah. It's not like, I got a promotion, then I bought a house. It's like I slept for eight hours and I fed myself. Yeah. We wanted to end this episode with some case studies of people who made really big accomplishments later in life. So this is, you know, probably brands or people you've heard of that didn't start their business until after their 20s. So it could be in their 30s, Mm -hmm. 40s, 60s, like whatever. So this is another really great thing that I like to like just remind myself of is like you have so Mm -hmm. much time to be what you want to be, you know, and these people just totally prove that. So the first thing, the first one I feel is just like, I think everybody kind of knows this, but Henry Ford founded Ford Motors at age 40. Like, that's Mm. great. Ford is like a huge car company, you know? (laughs) You go, Henry. Age 40. That's how old he was when he founded Ford Motors, and look at how big it is now. Mm -hmm. Another one is Netflix. So one of the founders of Netflix, his name was Reed Hastings, and he was in his late 40s when he founded Netflix. And then some more fun ones. These ones you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I needed to hear this. Beyonce, (laughs) guys, let's all disagree that her Coachella performance was definitely like one of the peaks of her career. And she was 36 years old. I think she had three kids Mm -hmm. when she did that performance and is still like Mm -hmm. talked about, you know, there's the whole Netflix documentary about it. Like Destiny's Child, when Beyonce was in her 20s, was not the peak of her career. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that Coachella was the peak because obviously Beyonce is amazing. I don't know if she'll ever be. (laughs) But she did that performance at age 36. Another one is one of the founders of Starbucks. He was 52 when he founded Starbucks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just like these are things that we love and huge businesses that we're probably all super familiar with or people. Mm -hmm. But definitely founded later in life. Yeah, I had a couple examples, which were people who had a career path mm-hmm. in their 20s and decided to change it. Yeah. So my first example is Alan Rickman, who's an actor. He plays Professor Snape in the Harry Potter movies. He had his own graphic design business in his 20s, and that's what he was doing. And he decided he didn't like it. And so then he went back to school for acting, but he didn't make it big until he was in the movie Die Hard when he was 42. Mm. So it's like, maybe you started your own business in your 20s and you're like, actually, this isn't making me as happy as I thought it would be. You can relate to Alan Rickman. Another one is Harrison Ford, who um, is a babe, but he was a carpenter until he landed the role of Han Solo in Star Wars at the age of 35. Vera Wang was a figure skater and then a journalist 
before she entered the fashion industry at the age of 40. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Oprah Winfrey was fired as a news anchor in her 20s for being too emotionally attached to her stories and then started her own show at the age of 32 where she was like, no, we are going to get emotional. Mm-hmm. So Oof. it just goes to show like if things maybe don't work out with what you think is your dream job in your 20s or you do achieve it and it's still not bringing you the happiness, you still have so much time to figure out what you want to do. Yes. I love that so much. Such an important reminder. And honestly, anything Oprah related, count me in. I'm already (laughs) inspired. (laughs) Yeah. I literally got chills while you were talking about Oprah. (laughs) So funny. I love that so much. All right. Well, that is where we're going to leave it this week. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in every single week. We put out a new episode every Tuesday. So make sure you're subscribed and you follow us so that you can see when these new episodes drop. You can also follow us on social media at our golden twenties on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, Spotify, TikTok. We have a Patreon page where we also put out additional content as well as drop the episodes there early. And it is the best way to show your support for the podcast for as little as $2 a month. So thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks guys. We'll see you next Tuesday.